Welcome to Fit Facts Online Cut the Poll. Our tagline speaks for itself. Your roadmap to facts versus poll. We think about it often and shake our heads. Now is the time to grab the bull by its horns. Okay, Doc, we're here for a part two on uh, nutritional supplementation for, uh, you know, not only sports. I think it, everybody can really benefit from it, right? Sure. I got a list here. You saw it. Uh, I think you just uh, were reading it before we got into this, looking at some of the bullet points. I want to just mention the bullet points and, and really have to almost like I want to get the reaction from the doctor. Mm-hmm. which is really cool for the audience out there, you know, mm-hmm. because then we can help them to just, it's like, you know what, that's how I get my info. I heard it once, that's it. Now I'm going to go to GNC. I'm going to tell them exactly what I need. And I don't think so. I don't need that. Bum, bum, bum. You know, mm-hmm. now nobody's the same. I get that. But to your best knowledge, that's what we're going to do. Now, supplementation for, uh, the supplementation for recovery and the supplementation for performance, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many different uh, brands uh, that's like 10 podcasts yeah you know the, the biggest question is uh, when it comes to uh, uh, performance uh, this is about sustaining a certain level of activity when it comes to uh, recovery obviously everybody recovers different uh, it has a lot to do with your age your fitness level I would mm-hmm. assume mm-hmm. how healthy you eat right mm-hmm. what is your take on on that when you give advice to people about supplementation before they go and uh, would go to a GNC for example I mean for the most part mm-hmm. you give them actually uh, supplementation right here from yeah we have right? we have physician grade things that we recommend I yeah. mean, you know that's that's the business that I'm in is knowing what is the highest quality stuff that's out there mm-hmm. and uh, I don't consider GNC to necessarily have that I don't think their stuff's toxic per se but I don't think it's the best stuff that's out there so I'm let's be fair to GNC I think there's tons of other places yeah. out there that are the same equal yeah. right yeah, yeah, so. yeah I would say you know if you're getting your stuff from Walmart right you know it, but it's it's things Rite that may not anything. be they're they usually probably have a lower price point for them to produce it, mm-hmm. and they may not be up on the, the most current trends. I'm in constant dialogue with what we call nutraceutical companies. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones that come to all of our events, all of my continuing education events and things, and all of the you know literature that I... They, they come visit us. It's not the same degree as like you know drug reps, reps coming to visit you. I still have to parse their information, but I'm bathed in this stuff all the time. And yeah. I'm giving it out, and I'm seeing is it working or is it not. And so at the end of the day, whether or not there's research on something... If it says that it should ha- it should work, and I'm giving it to someone and it's not working, you have to you have to take every person that comes in as an N of one. An N of one refers to when you do research, what are the number of people that are involved in that research? And each person that comes to me is its own research study because everyone is biochemically different, and everyone has so their own true. suite of influences. Yeah. And so I'm I'm looking individually. So I might give you something, Harry, that I feel like. This should totally help you recover. Let's give you some branched chain amino acids. Let's put you on electrolytes, and we'll put you on some fish oil. And 
and you don't feel any difference in your recovery. I'm like, well, let's pivot. That didn't work for you. Your body's not lacking right. in branched chain amino acids. The fish oil didn't decrease your inflammation. You know, what do we need to do to pivot to get you to be your best? There's no exact formula for that. Just like there's no diet for each for for all of us on mass. We right. need to be individualized in everything we do, which is why you can take you know podcast like this or internet message, but really at the end of the day, you got to work with someone who knows their stuff in order to truly customize it for you. That's why uh, we're trying to uh, educate the audience to actually do exactly that. Exactly, right. right. And in this case, uh, if anybody's lucky enough, I'm just saying it. Uh, at the same time, I want to give you a shout out because that's the way to do it. Uh, see somebody like Do Dr. McAllister, you and Brentwood, right? Yep, uh, yep. Pure Vitality. Yep, Pure Vitality. And uh, anybody, want, anybody wants to come here, you know, uh, look it up on uh, online and uh, I think this is the way to go because you get exactly what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, you get the help from a professional. You know, we don't expect it from you to know what really what your body needs. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and there's no one think, size fits all. Yeah, even no dosing all. even dosing strategies on bottles may not apply to you. Yeah. There's a lot of times where I'm going off on my own dosing strategy based off my knowledge of the person and of the product and you put it together and now you have you know what would probably so uh, when it comes to supplementation for recovery and or performance i would recommend to go to a, 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 a place like yours it doesn't matter where you are in the world and then what would you categorize uh, this uh, uh, kind of facility that should go to as an nd you specialize in uh, the holistic approach mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. uh, that would be probably the yeah the so there's a lot of i mean it's 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 Let's people that are uh, operating outside of the box. If you go to an MD, if you go to an in internist or you go to a family medicine doctor, they're probably not going to be able to advise you in these things because that's not part of their training. Mm -hmm. And luckily, the way I was trained is we get trained uh, with both systems from the ground up. So I'm trained in prescribing medications and I used to perform minor surgeries and I do these things that are yeah. quote unquote medical with a capital M. But I also do a lot of holistic things, like I work with every patient on nutrition, we do a supplementation, we look at how much you're sleeping, what kind of water intake you have, we look at all these fundamental factors that really build health in a system, and we deal with a lot of you know, supplementation and things like that. So you're really looking for someone who is either would be considered a functional medicine doctor, an integrative medicine doctor, or someone like myself, a naturopathic doctor. Okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. I like that. Let's do this. Yeah. Before workout supplementation, so that pre-workout, doesn't matter, pre-exercise. In your own opinion, honest opinion, if you look at uh, a thousand people taking their supplementation, how, what's the percentage you think that's really effective and you think most of them is just like bull? Yeah, I mean, like I said, get I, real. I think, you know, there's... Obviously, we talked about creatine, which mm -hmm. can be taken either way, empty stomach or full stomach, by the way. Some people have intestinal discomfort if they take it just on an empty stomach. But uh, we talked about creatine, electrolytes, making mm -hmm. sure that you're having enough kind of salts, and but then also replenishing them afterwards. And 
and maybe having something like branched chain amino acids. That's pretty basic. There's a lot of other bells and whistles out there. People like talk energy about, booster and all yeah, this. Yeah, and energy boost. I'll be honest. I'm not a, as big a fan of energy boosters because a lot of them are just super caffeine based. Okay. They always have, the, and they hide caffeine in different names like Guarana. Right. Guarana is a seed from Brazil that's basically caffeine. Mm -hmm. So are you hyping yourself up on caffeine? I don't think that's, I think that strains your heart. I don't think it's good. I think that if you want... Uh, you know all these monster and rock star all these energy drinks that are out there I think they're really toxic and they and when you take things like caffeine and you drink too much coffee guess what you're doing you're having a diuretic effect on the body you're actually gonna lose fluids and lose electrolytes and probably lose a lot of magnesium mm -hmm. which is one of the number one nutrient deficiencies in the United States we haven't talked about magnesium but magnesium is another one of the things that I feel very strongly about in terms of recovery and uh, just having as a, a regular thing coming in. You can take it in capsule form. There's also some really nice transdermal uh, topical applications that you can use. Okay. So yeah, so I would say that true. core of things are are at the very baseline. The, 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 yeah, the basics. The basics. Yeah. That's the basics. And anything and I, else? Uh, I mean, there's like millions of products. There's millions of products like that are the, out there. There's just lots of different. this and enhance of that. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of different herbal energy. things that are out there. Yeah. I mean, I will say this: there are there's a whole class of herbal medicines that they call adaptogens. Mm -hmm. So that coin was termed because a lot of these herbs help your body compensate. Uh, for stress. So that could be physical stress like working out. It could be immune stress like getting attacked by viruses. So adaptogens help on multiple levels to help you be healthier. And you know, the classic adaptogen would be something like Panax ginseng. So Asian ginseng is one of the classic and most researched adaptogens out there. There's a whole bunch of other ones. In terms of weightlifting or bodybuilding, probably the top ones are ginseng, tribulus terrestris, uh, and ashwagandha. Mm -hmm. So those are three herbs that can potentially uh, help, you know, moderately balance hormone levels, decrease inflammation, improve your resilience against, uh, you know, physical strain. So that is something you could consider. Uh, the thing, the reason I don't endorse any one of those is because I, in my perspective on adaptogens is that really you have to rotate through different ones over time that if you hammer away at the same thing, if you just take tons and tons of ginseng over and over again, your Fair body enough. gets tapped out and no longer stimulates it. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to pivot every few weeks. You pivot and you try something new. So I would say adaptogenic herbs, I do, I do like them. And one, one of the ones that may or may not have come up on people's radar is one called Sissus. C-I-S-S-U-S. -S -S. Here's a bottle of it right here. I just happen to have it. Cissus extract. This is an herb that has, it has a very anabolic effect. It helps build tissue. Oftentimes I give it for little old ladies that have osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. And I want to try and uh, encourage their body to possibly build bone. Because some of the worst, thing, worst things that happen with those ladies is they, they break a hip. They go to the hospital. They get a you know a, a, an infection and they die yeah so if you can maintain tissue strength end that's something that yeah <laughs> end of story so if you maintain tissue strength uh you know some herbs like that could be helpful so especially when you do resistance training where you stress your uh your system and not only that your muscle tissue a uh, bone is living mm -hmm. living uh tissue absolutely so a bone density and everything so yeah. yep you can supplement that mm -hmm. to help you right mm -hmm. because as we grow older i think it's important mm -hmm. in exercise physiology i do tell uh, in the ladies that i don't care how old they are i said listen uh resistance training is really important for you 
Sure. Because also for your bones. Yeah, you and know? especially on that note, I would make the point that women really only build bone while they're while they're reproductive, uh, you know, while they're actually having a period. Because when you're having, unless you're doing hormone replacement therapy afterwards, estrogen is uh, a hormone that's the predominant hormone in the women's body, and that deposits uh, calcium in bones. It really strengthens bones. After menopause, women don't tend to build bone. Wow. And so you really want to you want to you want to bank as much bone strength as you can during your reproductive years and then afterwards you might consider doing some things that you know like the cystic extract or there's some other things um, that might help maintain but there's there will be a steady bone loss in most women after menopause you're gonna have a lot of phone calls coming from this <laughs> one people say when can i see you I sure to, we'll, you know, we'll take like it a panic setting in though <laughs> anybody over a certain age yeah sure uh you're looking at, uh, I know you have noticed, well, before I get into the more uh, serious, we talked about the post, uh, mm-hmm. pre-supplementation, uh, uh, pre-workout, pre-exercise. Yep. Post is uh, mainly uh, for something to replenish for anything or replenish to supplement anything your body has lost while you've been exercising, right. especially with electrolytes, right? Right. right. Electrolytes is, is king for me, mm-hmm. um, making sure that you're fully hydrated. So, so hydration, electrolytes. I would say that um, amino acids for strength. Yeah, I would say protein, protein. proteins coming in, yeah. and that could be, you know, and you got to play with it to see what works for you. But it could be a protein powder, it could be just straight glutamine, uh, it could be doing a big dose of branched chain amino acids. But those okay. are the three things in terms of uh, continuing the repair and building process right. of the muscle afterwards. And the recovery again. This is not just uh, you going home from the gym. Recovery is sleeping then that night the next day you know mm-hmm. to recover your muscle soreness uh, anything uh, you yeah know. and on that note I would say actually getting getting a full and complete deep sleep there mm-hmm. is no supplement that equals that that the amount of no benefit that that, yeah. that you get from deep sleep that's where your growth hormone is secreted that is where your testosterone is regenerated that's where your muscles recover deep sleep is king if I had a pill that equal deep sleep I'd be a gazillionaire there's so many benefits to it i will be your partner okay <laughs> <laughs> i will market it yeah it's okay that's the one i sell yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense though and a lot of people do not uh, associate sleeping uh, with the recovery for some really strange yeah and well they also you know? short change sleep all the time yeah. and this yeah. is the day and age where everyone's got a smartphone or a computer and we're stimulating ourselves with uh, you know electric lights or netflix or something at night and so uh, very often, I think our brain doesn't allow. We don't allow our brains to shut down, so our quality of sleep is bad. Again, if you don't get that deep sleep, you're not getting a recovery. Um, and then our length of sleep. Really, everyone be, should be sleeping between you know eight to ten hours a night. I would say you know the the number of people that come into my office that actually sleep that is like ten percent. Like nobody sleeps enough. I always thought you know, speak for myself. I I I would think that. Six hours is enough for me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? Does it? Doesn't it depend how well you sleep too? Well, so it is. It is. It is sleep quality. It is sleep time. quality. But right. if you look at, at research, if you're sleeping, um, if you're sleeping less than five hours a night, you are at a much increased risk of having a heart attack. 
And then if you're sleeping more than 10 hours a night, it usually indicates that your body is trying to heal some underlying inflammatory process. And so those people that sleep over 10 hours a night, they actually have an increased risk for what we call all cause, all cause mortality, which means they could die of anything, but they have an increase of dying or increased risk of dying of anything. So if you're sleeping more than 10 hours, it indicates there's probably a greater problem happening. If you're sleeping under five hours, you're really burning the candle at both ends and it's a ticking time bomb. The funny thing is we are creating so many topics of like an entire <laughs> episode of, uh, right? Sure. That's, a, that's an entire episode, sleep, yeah. right? Oh, because yeah, yeah. It affects everybody. Oh, my God, yeah. And um, I get that. Can you see that, Doc, what I have here my I, notes? I got, I, so I got your list. It's pretty serious. Um, yeah. I do. Uh, you feel cool talking about it, right? Yeah, yeah, we can talk I, about I it. I yeah. think uh, this is worldwide. Yeah. I mean... And I think the misunderstanding, misconception about what I've written down here mm -hmm. is, uh, first of all, the most talked about, testosterone. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so testosterone, obviously, that is something that helps build lean muscle mass, and it does help with weight loss, it helps with energy levels, it improves mood. Symptoms of low testosterone are all the opposite of that. You have trouble losing weight, you have trouble getting fit, you might be depressed, you might be low energy, you might have low libido. So, you know, the term they throw around is, do you have low T? You know, it's low T. Yeah. Low T. So, uh, low testosterone is a rampant issue. I see it even in younger and younger guys. And, you know, I have, I have my own theories as to why that is. I think there's a lot of, again, lack of sleep is mm -hmm. primary. But there's a lot of toxins in the environment that act as what we call endocrine disruptors. So you're all your whole the umbrella term for your hormonal system is the endocrine system, and there's a lot of toxins like plasticizers and things that actually will disrupt or block that system. Um, so there's a lot of guys, even you know, 40 year old guys, young younger guys, even even in their 30s that can have low testosterone. So well, it, I can it doesn't, speak for myself. Yeah. I I had my testosterone the first time checked. It was 45. And I went through a lot of uh, stress and uh, business-related uh, issues and you name it. And I didn't really feel anything. I still worked up, but my testosterone level was the one of a 90-year-old. Mm. That's what they basically told me okay. from the scale. I'm like, how is that possible? And then it affected me more because after I got that, that uh, you know, uh, somebody telling me that and I, I really I don't know if it was the placebo effect it's like oh my god I'm so tired yeah. I don't have the energy to work out but right. I uh, I it's get the power the, of suggestion yeah so uh, right so what do you uh, what about the, the big misunderstanding where do the, the ladies come in on this uh, subject yeah sure so testosterone is important in women too obviously men make a ton more testosterone uh -huh. than women do but testosterone is produced in a woman's body and um, that does also help with building lean muscle mass and with weight loss. And it also, uh, in both men and women, if your testosterone is low, it may mean that you have low libido. So sometimes when women have low libido, they mm -hmm. will give them a, a small dose testosterone cream to okay. try and increase or, or, or you could do shots or pills, but creams are most common uh, to try and boost their libido. So women do need to testosterone. They do need to have it optimized. Um, the two terms with testosterone that we look at are free and total. Mm -hmm. Free testosterone is like money in your bank. It's good to have money in your bank. 
free testosterone is like money in your pocket. Money in your pocket you can spend wherever you go, you can whip out that wad of cash and spend it. Whereas if it's all sitting in your bank and it's not in your pocket, then you can't actively use it. So free testosterone is really one of the main things. And free refers to is it bound to a carrier protein or is it free floating? The free floating, it's only the free floating testosterone that can actually go into the cell, go into the nucleus and stimulate protein synthesis from the DNA to actually bind and, and cause these changes to happen. The, the uh, total testosterone, if it's bound to a carrier protein like sex hormone binding globulin or albumin, it's too big, it can't get into the cell. So again, it's floating around uh, you know, your body, it's transported that way, but it doesn't actually have a physiologic effect unless it can bump off from the carrier protein and enter the cell. So that's a, that's a distinction that I often explain that to people yeah. in terms of free and total testosterone. The other thing that we have to consider is that uh, just like with women, men also produce estrogen. Mm -hmm. So uh, an estrogen in a man, it's normal. It's normal to have some amounts of it. If you get really high estrogen, it basically has the effect of almost low testosterone. Mm -hmm. But even more than that, it can, it can produce like beer belly, man boobs. It can produce fat deposition in places that you don't want it. Mm -hmm. um, and so when people do hormone replacement therapy, if they're only looking at testosterone and they're not monitoring estrogen levels, you can get into trouble. And the reason is this. You have an enzyme that allows testosterone and estrogen to interconvert. So if I give you, Harry, a bunch of testosterone, let's say I juice you with 200 micrograms of testosterone, cyprinate, and I give you as an injection. It's a really common thing. You do it once or twice a week. It's a really common dose. But if I don't monitor that, I don't know if some of that testosterone is now going to be converted into estrogen. Because I just gave you a huge bolus of a hormone, and there's an enzyme in the body called aromatase. It's this pivot point between this, those two hormones. And in some people, they, they have a lot of aromatase enzyme. The testosterone gets hit by the aromatase and now turns into estrogen. And you've taken all the benefits that you're hoping to get from that testosterone and you're negating it and maybe making it worse by producing a ton of estrogen. So in terms of monitoring and uh, dosing these things, you have to really look at all the moving parts in order to do it right. The other thing I would say is that uh, there's another more potent form of testosterone called dihydrotestosterone or DHT. Dihydrotestosterone is much, like 10 times more bioactive uh, and there's an enzyme called 5-alpha reductase that makes that testosterone into um, the dihydrotestosterone. So that is a level that you can check also. The problem if the DHT goes too high is a lot of guys can get hair loss from that, which is mm -hmm. why there's uh, products like Rogaine which block that enzyme, the 5-alpha um, reductase, they'll block that enzyme so you're not getting the DHT produced and maybe not getting the hair loss from it. So that's a lot of things about testosterone and estrogen. We didn't talk about DHEA either. DHEA is uh, a similar, it's a related, it's an androgen that's on the market. It's, it's like testosterone but much milder in its effect and it can to a certain degree interconvert with testosterone. So if you're looking to mildly increase testosterone levels, you could consider supplementing with something like DH, uh, DHEA. What's the most uh, natural way to build testosterone? Well, I mean the primary thing is people, people have to sleep. And mm -hmm. for guys that I, I have that come in that only sleep six hours a night, the first thing I do is try and work with them on trying to increase their sleep. And that alone, I have seen testosterone levels normalize. Got it. 
the other things that help testosterone uh, to be produced is uh, I'm a big fan of zinc supplementation. Mm-hmm. I think zinc is another one of those nutrient deficiencies that's pretty rampant, and that does um, you do lose a lot of zinc. And a man, a man, men will lose a lot of zinc. Every I, I read one uh, study that said every time a man ha- ejaculates, he loses five milligrams of zinc. So lots of zinc wow. uh, in seminal fluid. So it's easy to get deficient in zinc. Um, I did not know that. That's yeah. see, that's what I'm talking about. If you really think about that, yeah. right? It's, Guarantee there's a lot of people out there that heard this the first time. Mm-hmm. And the reason I was really so quiet throughout all this now is because I didn't have one in to fear with this uh, valuable information because I want to make a difference in what people can get out of this mm-hmm. podcast. Sure. So now, I, I will make one note on testosterone that a lot of people take it, a lot of people supplement it. You can get it in the form of pellets, which are inserted under the skin. You can get it in the form of creams that you apply daily most or common twice a day. Injection. What is the most common? Most common is definitely the injection. Injection. Yeah, right. the, definitely the injection. And that I... I have prescribed it, but it's not my favorite. The reason it's not my favorite is that it gives you a huge bolus of testosterone and then that tapers off over the course of one or two weeks. Mm -hmm. That is not how testosterone is produced naturally in the body. Naturally, your testosterone is highest in the morning as a man. So if you ever want to check your testosterone, you really want to do a draw before 10 a.m. to check to see what is your your maximum level of testosterone. It's highest in the morning. So... Every morning you're having a big burst of testosterone produced. Well, if you did the shot, that does that's not mimicking your natural biorhythm, mm-hmm. which is why I tend to go for the creams. Some people feel like the cream doesn't get well absorbed. I I differ on that. I feel like most people I prescribe it for, it does get absorbed, but you might have to fiddle with the dose a little bit. But the cream will allow me to do once or twice a day dosing, so I'm getting those periodic bursts of the hormone. I feel like that's quote-unquote more bioidentical. And also in the cream, I could put other things in it. I could put DHEA, this other compound. I could also put something in to try and help block estrogen, uh, like chrysin. I can do a lot of other things uh, or or some of the, the parent compounds like pregnenolone and progesterone. I can put these things in a cream and make a quote-unquote bioidentical uh, substance that may mimic your, your natural production of these hormones. Let's see how we do with emails and uh, the response to all this. Sure. We might have to go into a complete episode of just testosterone. Sure. I think uh, it, it, it could cover yeah. like a whole episode, right? Because yeah, yeah. it's such Absolutely. a big... Uh, um, topic yeah. amongst uh, anybody in fitness. Absolutely. Um, HGH. Yes, before we before we go to there, I do want to make one other comment on testosterone. That okay. the uh, the FDA does regulate um, testosterone. They they have cracked down on people for overdosing testosterone. The problem with testosterone. How do you do is, that? Uh, you how do you overdose? How do you crack down on that? Well, they're basically they're they're making sure that people. I mean, it's a controlled substance. Testosterone is a controlled substance, right. and for doctors that were maybe over prescribing it, they were they were getting slapped on the wrist because. Uh, some people were actually dying from overdosing testosterone. If you mm-hmm. overdose testosterone, you strain the heart, you're at a greater risk for a heart attack. So testosterone is one of these things where there's a Goldilocks spot where if if you have too little, you're it's, at a greater risk for heart, right. heart attack. If you have too much, a greater risk for heart gonna attack. I was just going to ask you, I heard or I read certain uh, information that I actually got from the internet that uh, not enough testosterone is not good for your heart. So yeah. your heart, it's good for your heart to be good have for a your decent heart level to have it in a normal right. level. And so normal, too much can kill you. Exactly. Normal for me is usually 500, 600 is a good spot to have your testosterone. The upper range of normal, I would say is a thousand. I've known guys that have gone when, uh, to hog- Can you explain that quick when, when we talk five, 
500, 600 uh-huh. amongst uh, a lot of people who don't know about that, uh-huh. what that, what that means? Yeah, so it's where you're looking at nanograms per deciliter. So it's uh-huh. an amount of this hormone concentration per, per uh, a volume of blood. So nanograms per deciliter, 500 is a, a good a good middle of the road. 600 is fine. If you're getting over 1,000, I get worried about it straining your heart. And so I know a guy, I didn't prescribe him the testosterone. He was prescribed from somebody else, but he went rogue and was juicing himself. And he got up to like two or 3,000. And I told him, I was like, under no uncertain terms, you can never, ever do this again because you will kill yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not helping you. It's not helping your erectile dysfunction or your workouts or whatever you're trying to do it. But it is probably straining your heart and it may kill you. Yeah. So you have to take that seriously. That's not a joke. Testosterone's not a joke. Um, uh, one last note is that there was some uh, worry about it maybe increasing prostate cancer. Uh, that's, I, I'd say the risk there is actually very low. Mm-hmm. That uh, testosterone is an anabolic substance. It helps growth of things. But the number of cancers, that uh, prostate cancers and so forth, that are actually testosterone sensitive is actually very low. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Fit Facts. And remember, if it doesn't make sense, ask questions.